0: Does everybody know what time it is? It's time to back that ass up. (laughs) That's right. It's grunt work. Now, this is going to be the hardest thing I ever had to do. Got me grunting... To myself asking how I'm going to tell you about that guy from part one. I told you Jill was creeping with, creeping with, (laughs) said she's dreaming. He's a widower and he's working it. The first thing that came to mind was you. The second thing was, how do I know what's a dream and what is true? The third thing was wishing that Ian never did what he did. How he ain't able to put the skids to the Taylor's relationship. These are my grunt fashions (laughs) here on (laughs) Grunt Work, the only podcast about the TV show. Home Improvement, the powders, our nose, and our wigs. Oh. I am your host, Landon. No means no Solano. Joined always by my co-host, Truman. Check out on aisle butt caps. (laughs) (laughs) Truman. (laughs) <laughs> it's good to see you.
1: It's it's good to it's good to see you too, Landon. I I feel like what I like now about your rap singing, talk yeah. singing, is is that it's also gotten so mellow, and the pace of it is now so far removed from like a the lyrics have been so heavily modified, and b the pace at which you read it is so different that it becomes al- almost like your own thing. It's like I'm at a poetry <laughs> reading or something. <laughs> uh, I, it, it's, <laughs> Thank it's, it's, you. <laughs> I think it, no, I like it. I think it's a very sophisticated way to start off the podcast. I'm just listening to, uh, to a poem about, uh, you know, about about butts, basically. <laughs> My favorite uh, kind of poem. Highbrow is highbrow, whatever the subject is. Uh, <laughs> it's good to be back, Landon. It's good to see you. It's yes, good to be back likewise. here doing what
0: we do, talking about the TV series Home Improvement. We are blowing through this season. I just realized this is episode 17. Oh, like, I know. We only got, like, six episodes after this. I, it is. It's, is is it, it six? Is it seven? I don't know. Math.
1: I I, I mean, like, the, these, okay, A, we're both bad at math, and B, these seasons <laughs> tend to be irregular with just how many 20-something episodes there are. Um, yeah. are It's definitely a little bit the dog that caught the car or getting close to it. It's the dog that's getting close <laughs> yeah. to catching the car. Like, we are almost to the last
0: season of Home Improvement, and I don't know if we're ready for that, Landon. I I'm not ready for that, but you know what? Life always throws us things we're not ready for, and that's the rule... Testament of our willpower. And what? the stu- the stupid thing though the
1: testament of our willpower is the great that's that's the that's the kind of title of a book that a politician would write like some some second rate <laughs> governor who's running for president in a crowded primary S- senator Jason yeah ex- exactly it would have you know ch- chapter one when I convinced Brad to let me have that party with all the beers at it <laughs> I knew. That it was bigger than just that one party. It was about a party that all of America can come to. And I don't think Americans should have to be be their own bee. Chapter
0: two. When I worked for Cramerica, <laughs> I didn't actually think the ball filled with fat would work. <laughs> I, Despite what
1: I said in court, I always thought it was a bad idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it... Uh, I,
0: I'm sorry, I got completely lost now in thinking about thinking about political books. What we're we talking about? What is what is this podcast? <laughs> even this is a podcast about the TV show Home Improvement, and we're almost done with it. That's a scary thought, but you know what? Let's not think too far in the future. Let's stay in the moment and uh, do this episode that we will both watch this week.
1: Yes, yes, and I'm I'm hoping unlike the last episode with this character in it. We both watched it at the same time <laughs> when, we did. when we were meaning we did. to. <laughs> yeah, given that we seem to be on the same page here.
0: So um, Well, yeah. before we go too, too deep, because uh, I, I have some probing questions, and I want to mm. give our listeners mm. the best chance at winning mm. our, our weekly game called Secret Password to Pee-Wee's Playhouse, where I have chosen a time. word. <laughs> I have chosen a word, and if you, Truman, say it at any point in this episode... Our patrons over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod get a free month of patron content, which woo! is just gruntwork Nights. And uh, honestly, <laughs> don't woo too much. We talked about Roombas recently. so Yeah, woo!
1: Best content <laughs> ever! Folks, you better, you, listen, wait on bated breath for me to get the word right, because the incredible value you will get of not having to pay for our premium
0: tier gruntwork Nights content, <laughs> it's mind-blowing. <laughs> it is. Uh, so I'm going to put myself on mute so you can't hear me, and I'm going to tell our listeners what this week's word is. Shall Do we? It. Yes, let's. Okay. Truman, can you hear me? Okay, listeners, this week's word is query, like a rock query. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it. Qu- quarry? Quarry might be how you pronounce it properly. I don't know. I'm just a human. Uh, I'm thinking we can get close to it. I'm going to try to guide him there. I don't know that uh, we'll we'll get there or not. I guess that's how you define the game. So <laughs> um, let's go back to Truman and see if he's listening to us. Truman, are you there? Uh, did, did you read them the entirety of, of the novel War and Peace while we
1: were gone? It seemed like a rather uh, no. lengthy conversation this time. How long is the word? At,
0: at risk of of giving you a clue to the word, I second-guessed my pronunciation of it. Oh, Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I got some ideas. I got some ideas. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, but before we go too deep into that, let's uh, let's tell them a little bit about what happened in this episode. Truman, do you have a synopsis for us? Yes, I do have a synopsis for you, and I also took the liberty of writing it as a haiku as well.
1: So, you, so what? you've got you've gotten both. I had a good time. <laughs> I had a good time last week when you
0: had haikus. No. Um, my, you know what this means. I just have to one up you next week. So haikus are my superpower, so uh, I, I can't let I can't be I can't be beaten. I'm well, gonna have course. to do it next week.
1: You you won't be beaten because your you, haikus are your superpower. This is just an opportunity for you to raffle-stomp me at yet another thing. <laughs> so uh, okay, so first okay. W- first we'll we'll synopsize it. Okay. In this episode of Home Improvement. Tim has finally hired the best granite guy in Michigan to finish the countertops in their kitchen remodel. But when he turns out to be Ian, the cute guy from mm? the YMCA who asked Jill out a few episodes ago, the sexual tension at the Taylor house gets cranked up to 11. <laughs> now, yes, the uh, haiku of that <laughs> okay. of that, which will make uh, more sense, audience, once we once we break it down a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Patty. Look at the granite guy's butt. It is so damn big. <laughs> is it big? I don't, I don't think know, it's big. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't, if know women are, I don't know if women are into big butts. I don't know what aspect like I don't know what aspect of butts on men <laughs>
0: women are into. I, I I cannot figure out that God Patty. Look at his butt. It is so g- great. <laughs> it, it is it's so like... null code it is so
1: in- insert compliment here I don't know <laughs> he's got a great ass <laughs> that is and, and Jill does have her head all up in it uh, <laughs> I also like how how subdued your Pacino impression was she's
0: Looks got a I great ass <laughs> you know he's got a great ass <laughs> it's my, um, my Pacino
1: <laughs> it's it's you know it, your Al Pacino I think has been hanging out with Larry David too much.
0: It's a pretty 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 good, P- pretty good ass. <laughs> um, what has become of this podcast? Maybe we need to end it
1: sooner than later. I, yeah, we we got We're not we got to do do three episodes a week, Landon, so we can get out of this before we get too crazy. Um. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. okay. So. Do, do you have anything you want to ask me? Oh! Do you have another haiku for us? No, well, no. I didn't know if you wanted to ask me to to guess that title or anything.
0: Oh, I thought you had more haikus. I was no, no. I, I only have... Not
1: the step, step on your haiku. No, Landon. Shoes. I only because I, I, again, haikus are not my superpower. I only wrote <laughs> one. I can't come. What do you expect me to come up with two very <laughs> short poems in the course of a a day? No, no, uh, sir. No. No,
0: I don't expect you to come with with haikus because uh, I expect you to come up with titles so mm-hmm. that you can play the game. Guess that title. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I got four Seven seasons. That's the most awkward way I've ever delivered it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're, we're finding new ways to be bad at our jobs, really innovating <laughs> in our failure as we go on. Part That's of the charm of, of, of this podcast. Uh, okay, first option. No ifs, granites, or buts. <laughs> okay, I like that. Okay, I'm glad you do. Second yeah, option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kitchen
0: Confidential. <laughs> okay. Uh, interesting in that I'm reading the James Elroy uh, L.A. Quintet at the moment, and L.A. Confidential is my next book. Oh, okay. Are you then
1: going to read Anthony Bourdain's book, Kitchen Confidential? Because uh, that that would that, <laughs> that would be, be a little e- more direct of a reference, brand. wouldn't it? Yeah. Anthony Bourdain probably. I, I bet I don't. I can't
0: say for sure, but I feel like Anthony Bourdain probably had a butt that women liked. I I, I don't know. I, I have to be honest. I, I'm going to – this is full – listen, uh, according to my my Grunt Fessions uh, intro, I have to be true to the theme of the episode. I've never seen Anthony Bourdain. I. I hmm. He seems like someone that uh, I would be very in envy of or, or admire greatly, but I've never seen his show, never read his books. I really don't know much about him. I, I mean, look. If if you
1: like just no nonsense no bullshit travel logs about interesting places and a dude who I, I look I I hold Anthony Bourdain in incredibly high regard I love him hmm. I, I we're watching Have you seen
0: his yeah. Roadrunner his documentary
1: we haven't seen that I think we're gonna finish the the Anthony Bourdain series from CNN that he made before we we go into that but um I say, yeah
0: I was gonna ask if that was a good jumping in point I, I think um, but I don't know. I think the better jumping in point
1: is doing uh uh, uh parts unknown or whatever his his yeah, yeah. long running series is and getting getting the vibe for what he did because every episode is this is Bourdain work now every episode <laughs> of his uh series on CNN was kind of like an art film like each one had its own feel it's shot and edited in its own way it's a very cinematic series and I think that I think you would like his whole vibe I I, I don't know yeah okay but. Good, Would you like his note. butt? I don't, I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know if he had a good butt. I can't tell.
0: I mean, you kind of have to work for me to not like your butt, so. No. Oh, well, okay. Well, I mean, the man did work hard. Um, okay. All right. You got another title for us. I I have two more. Okay. Next more. one. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Counterpoints. <laughs> okay. I like it. All right. Nice last simple uh,
1: wordplay there. All right. Last title. The Granite Booty Fest
0: Hotel. I am bringing a lawsuit against you nope, for nope. that one. Nope, nope, no court. <laughs> you, no court you will try me. I'm too, me good on a... at, I'm too good at titles. It was I a am roller coaster, and I got whiplash from it, and mm-hmm, I nope. have emotional scarring. Uh, <laughs> you, you,
1: you signed, you signed a waiver before you entered the theme park of of my titles. I'm, I'm you I'm wanted going to, to hear
0: them. Trust you to edit that out of the show so that we don't get complaint letters from nope. our listeners. No,
1: I will not. I'm going to in fact just just have me repeating it throughout the episode so that we get letters of thanks from dignitaries, diplomats, <laughs> world leaders Th- okay. that title will create world
0: peace. I'm just predicting only, it right now. <laughs> only if you hold true to your side of the bargain that you will insert the, <laughs> that at some point in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> will I relinquish my fear, anger at uh, that and fear both my I, finger. I, I,
1: Look, look, I mean, it, you know, a week from now, when you turn on CNN and you get news that Vladimir Putin is pulling out of Ukraine because of how good my title was, uh, and, it, and it convinced him of the beauty of life, uh, you'll thank me. You know what? You'll thank me. And you'll apologize for suggesting that I even
0: edit it out. God, okay. Um, I, so you kind of danced around uh, a little bit what the title is um but not really i mean you, you hit on one of your your train of thoughts that you usually do and uh i don't know the train just didn't stop at the station no. for some reason my my, my my trains of thought do not run on time let me let me be very clear <laughs>
1: there are bandits uh, out
0: there robbing them every time they go i i don't know that i can give you a clue to get you there though mm. um yeah, and I don't even know how applicable this title is to the episode. Uh I'm just going to tell you what it is. We're not yeah, going to play just, the game this week. Yeah, just fuck it, just tell me. Okay. The title of this episode is Taking Jill for Granite.
1: Mm, come on. The Granite Booty Fest Hotel was right there. Oh, the no, no, whole no, time. no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm repeating it throughout the episode. Granite Booty Fest <laughs> I meant you have to
0: edit it in. You don't just I, say yeah, it again. I
1: I'm giving myself multiple takes so I can put it in at different points. <laughs> I, it's just podcast professional shit here, Landon. Um, that's a bad... Taking Jill for Granite. I mean, no one's taking no one, Jill... Like, yeah, no one takes Jill for Granite in this episode. No, no. Also, I would buy it if Ian like as part of his wooing of Jill takes her to the supplier for granite. If he is literally taking <laughs> Jill for granite and that's like the Where... date or how he tries to impress her. Wait. <laughs> what does a supplier of granite look like? I don't even know. <laughs> what? I, I, I feel like, I feel like Ian's granite supplier. It is probably uh-huh. a warehouse, but he's set up like a, a little romantic table with a tablecloth and a candle in an old <laughs> bottle of Chianti. And he's just like, oh yeah, I just I just bring uh, I just bring all of my clients' wives here when I'm picking up granite. Why don't you have a seat while we we'll just wait for this order to come out? And then like one of the one of the stock boys from the back room comes out playing a uh, you know playing a violin or something. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a truck okay. driver pouring a pouring a bottle of wine for them. Oh, well, we may as well uh, drink this while we we'll wait for them to fill the order. So Jill, you like jazz? I, just,
0: I, I pictured a cement mixer just going around in circles and then. Tilting upward, and the wine coming out of the back of it into glasses. (laughs) Beep, beep, beep. (laughs) Hope hope you like Malbec, because
1: we've got 4,000 gallons of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh my
0: God. This episode aired on March 3rd, uh, 1998, directed by Peter Bonners. Truman, in a weird coincidence, this might be the only time in Gruntwork history that we are recording on a weekly basis at the same time the episode aired. Oh shit! Really? Isn't that it weird? Was, it was airing on. It was airing on Wednesday nights. This aired. Uh, no, Tuesday nights. But it March third just passed. Oh shit! So, oh, you're right. Like, yeah.
1: Okay, we are. Oh, we're pretty lined up, aren't we?
0: Yeah, and it's it's only going to be to the end of the season, but um, I just found that interesting. The, um, the stars have aligned. The pods have aligned. Landon, what do you think <laughs> of this episode? Uh, I think it was directed by Peter Bonners and written yeah, you, by Lori Gilman. <laughs> um, eh, odd that the staff writer was only on for like three or four episodes and then disappeared. Well, you know, I mean, uh, staff writers tend to be a little on the
1: interchangeable or disposable side in Hollywood. Not saying I agree with that, but that's just, okay. you know, I hey, I was the staff writer on a couple seasons of a show, and then got uh, and then I just disappeared. So
0: um, I sympathize. <laughs> I I'm not even seeing him on the credits for this one. I'm wondering, you know, every once in a while, an episode gets produced before you know out of order before they you know uh, mm-hmm. instead of how they air them. So I'm wondering if maybe this was. Produced before he came on. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting Interesting questions. Are they interesting? I don't know. Truman, how did you feel about this episode?
1: I felt like I started this sentence in a bad way to convey my thoughts about the episode. But if I keep talking, no one will (laughs) notice. I love that they brought Ian back. I really Mm -hmm. like, as soon as he was on screen and... I, I don't know. There's just something about when a sitcom does a a direct callback, like basically a part two to a previous episode from like earlier in the season that makes me feel yeah. so electrified and so special and so.
0: So rewarded for having stuck with it for that long. So yeah, um, my my first note here was when it wants to, this show knows how to do a callback. Oh my god, it was
1: very very well done, very well executed yeah. in terms of having like having Patty there as someone who could explain who Ian was and get us up to speed mm-hmm. with everything right away. Um, so I like that, and I like the the continuity with an episode that we really liked. Um, I I hate that. Tim's jealousy is an issue in this episode because so much of what I liked about the first episode with Ian in it is that yeah. Tim Tim at no point in that when Jill was talking about, oh, this guy at the YMCA asked me out. Tim laughs it off because it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, ha ha ha, that's, that's a funny thing. You're my wife. We're married. I trust you to not cheat on me. I don't care that other guys find you attractive. You're a total smoke show. Um, I'm <laughs> sorry for saying the word smoke show, even as a joke.
0: That's a... <laughs> That uh, – I'm, I'm a joke show now, honestly, for having used that. Um,
1: yeah. But I, Your I, name I,
0: has become synonymous with jokes. Uh, Therefore, I think we could just call you a German show.
1: You're really getting back at me for that title you didn't like, huh? You're really just cutting right to the core of me. Yeah. Um, I so that that was one of my favorite like that was one of the healthier relationship moments that I can remember yeah. from the show was was Tim not caring that Jill had gotten asked out. So then in this episode, the fact that Tim gets very outraged and suspicious and judgmental well, of Jill when she's done everything right
0: kind of pissed me off. I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that a little bit. I mean what? they they say you know they're looking out for Tim's jealousy and you know when he does find out he is a little like eh what um I don't know how to feel about this I don't. I don't really ever feel him being outraged. Um, it's uh, – they address it, but uh, I don't know. It doesn't feel like an actual conflict.
1: I, I just – I don't know. He seems pretty – the fact that he's kind of getting after Jill for having mm-hmm. not been more communicative about this guy, I I don't know. I We can hit it when it comes in, but I just feel like he uh, – for Jill has done everything right here, and
0: I, I, I think that, that Tim is uh, unnecessarily harsh on her. Um, well, there, there's a problem, I think, with the episode in general, which is you say she does everything right. I say the episode wasn't constructed in a way to allow her to do anything right. It's one of those things where something happens so quickly there wasn't an opportunity for her to, like, what was she going to do? Pull Tim aside and say, I- Ian, give us a second. I got to tell talk to Tim over here in the living room and tell him about when we met last time. Like, that's not really set up that way. So yeah, true. I don't know. It's just it, – it feels – I don't know. It is what it is. But um I I had an interesting uh feeling watching this episode that like mm-hmm. somehow <laughs> stick with me through this if you will. Okay, I I'm, I'm I'm you stuck with me through my titles. I'll stick with you through this point. Somehow through some sort of like reverse synthesis, they found a way to separate the situation from the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, they both they... ingredients <laughs> Both ingredients are there. (laughs) They split the concept. (laughs) Both ingredients are there. Both ingredients are good, but somehow I just now have chocolate and peanut butter on my counter as two separate things. Like, you know, I like the situation, and I think that there are some laughable moments in here, but they've lost something from the previous season or seasons where the situation itself isn't making me laugh anymore. Mm, mhm. Well, they've lost something from the previous
1: episode. Like last the last episode made us laugh a lot about a situation
0: that yeah. was not inherently super funny. So, but I, I think it's it I mean, yes, that's true. Uh, but it's I think more indicative of just the season and I, it goes a little bit to my like comments about it feeling like they're kind of going through the motions or they're just kind of coasting uh mm. to a degree where I don't know, it just, it, it doesn't, I don't know, like the, the, it seems like they could have squeezed the situation for comedy here, that they just didn't, and they relied more on people's reactions to things, you know, like, maybe I'm just hoping it was a different show, like, you know, if this was Frasier, uh, you know, there would be all kinds of revolving doors as Jill is trying to hide Ian from Tim, and, you know, who knows what, but, yes. Uh who am I saying that Frasier is more of a situational comedy than Home Improvement? Maybe I am. I, I, I well, I mean, it was certainly more awarded as such. Also, folks,
1: longtime <laughs> listeners will appreciate the fact that like that now Landon has come all the way around to comparing Home Improvement to Frasier, the thing that uh, the thing that was my bread and butter for so long. <laughs> um, we're we're in total. We're we agreed. We're in agreement. I guess is what I'm
0: saying. <laughs> That's what my hat says. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I can't wait for you to start talking about Mario Bava and Italian horror. Uh, yeah, no, it'll it'll come right around. Landon, who
1: has <laughs> Landon, who has read Dune for me, started watching King of the Hill, like all these things to get on board with my stuff. And I still have not watched a single Italian horror film. You, th- th-
0: there's an imbalance in our friendship, and it's on my side. Um, I, I know your your delicacies, though. Thank um, you. My last uh, reflection. <laughs> I, I just want to be upfront, just very forthcoming, as yes. my grunt fashions say. Uh, my notes <laughs> for this episode We're consist of forty. maybe <laughs> maybe that's the excuse I should go with. Uh, they consist of forty-one words. So <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it's not because I'm getting concise. It was because I was shoveling oatmeal in my mouth while watching the episode on my lunch break and uh couldn't get my sticky fingers to type. That's that's totally fine. Fu- Wait, Landon, you should have should have used a spoon. Your fingers would... Like... <laughs> Is that how you're supposed to eat oatmeal? I just kind of slop it into my mouth and my I, fingers. I, I mean, okay. oh, man. And people thought
1: that the episode where we just talked about Roombas and the filth on our floors was, was unsettling and disgusting. Now we're on a whole new level. Half of my oatmeal gets on my shirt because I miss my mouth so much. I mean... Well, Landon, then you need, like, uh, invest in a
0: straw at least. If not a spoon, then a straw or a funnel. Have you ever tried to, get, like, even get a milkshake up through a straw? That's not, you're not going to well, get an entire blueberry through a straw unless you get one of those, like, boba straws. Then maybe. Oh, now you're onto something. Yeah, exactly. You get a, a boba, boba straw to eat. Yeah, <laughs> eat the eat, oatmeal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, you just assumed that I meant a normal straw, not a boba
1: straw. That is kind of ignorant. Um,. So, do we want to just crack this episode open? Because I realize we've been talking a lot about butts and Jill's rightness or wrongness, and I'm realizing yep. that my synopsis is on the light side, and it didn't
0: really describe a lot of what happened. Well, uh, yes, but, but buckle up for some more butt stuff here, because... Uh... <laughs> oh, you never want to hear that, ever. <laughs> or maybe you do. Well, actually, no, if you, if, you do, if you hear that and you do want to hear that, then great, good for you. Let's uh, set our pencils right on the edge of the counter and wait for our crush to walk by, then feign a cough, knocking the pencil to the floor with our elbow, and as it bounces a few feet away, get up and bend from the waist with no more than 45 degree angle in our knees in order to flex the gluteus to the maximus and watch him or her gaze in a dizzying display of awe and confusion at our deep, deep, deep dive. Awe and confusion... I don't want anybody to like if I'm if I'm trying
1: to turn somebody on with a part of my body. I don't want them to be confused by what they're seeing. I I mean, I I mean, is is mystery in and of itself seductive? Yes, but confusion? No. I don't I don't think so. Uh, to each their own. I mean, I guess I guess you know what? I again, I'm not trying to yuck anybody's uh, yum, whatever it is. So we open with Tim. You know those you
0: know those bookmarks. Uh, I have just, like, the hands and the nose coming over the top of the book. Yeah. Yeah, I, I put that in, like, the back of my pants. So, so that when I bend over, <laughs> I've just got a little guy uh, staring at someone. We, we, and we call, they stare at me very confused. <laughs> we call that an Easter egg, folks.
1: A little something extra <laughs> for people who are paying attention to the details. Game developers do it all the time. Uh, um, so, Oh, my Tim, God is at home cleaning. This is what we start with. He yep. is, uh, the, the cabinets have all been redone in Casa Taylor and the grunt creep is hanging off of one of them, helping Tim to clean. Uh, their kitchen remodel is nearly done except, uh, uh Jill laments that Tim has fired, uh, oh, five bucks. already. Tim has, uh, fired, uh, multiple granite guys who were supposed to come in, and put in the granite countertops and interviewed about a million more, but they don't live up to his standards. Uh, Jill is just desperate to get the kitchen finished so they can actually use it, but uh, Tim finally gets a call from supposedly the best granite guy in the state, and he's going to come by at 8 o'clock tomorrow, and Jill is overjoyed.
0: Uh, so I, my note here, <laughs> one of my very few notes for this uh, episode, um, forced me to, to politely correct you, um, because he doesn't get the best granite guy in the state, it's the city. Oh, in the state. And I only, that. I only mention that because he says that he interviewed and fired over 100 granite guys. And the fact that there are that many in just the city, not even the state, was shocking to me. I mean, maybe they were like, I don't know, maybe, maybe there was some kind of brief...
1: I mean, if this is some holdover, like the, the, all of these granite guys are super old and it's from when way more people lived in Detroit. But then as like the area started depopulating, there were just like yeah. more granite guys than there were people in <laughs> uh, who in need of new granite countertops or who
0: could afford granite countertops. Granite countertops feels like a very 90s thing. I mean, you still see them nowadays, but like that that isn't like an old, you know, house sort of feature that you would find.
1: Yeah, that's that's very true. I guess that's. But so maybe there was like a maybe maybe like the minute that granite started getting big, like all these granite guys flooded into Detroit. Like, oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be the market for it. This is where it's all gonna yeah. happen. American manufacturing is back, baby. And then uh, and, and then it didn't. And so there's just been this
0: granite glut. Are you are you sure it's not like a uh repurposing? Like wh- what was granite used for before countertops? I don't I, I, <laughs> I'm not I, even I, sure I, I know that. I, I don't know, <laughs> Roman statues, uh <laughs>
1: I can. I cannot I think those even are marble, say. Mm, yeah, yeah, probably so probably, so, yeah, maybe maybe these maybe there's so many granite guys in Detroit because they're like ripping them out of abandoned auto plants and and then reselling it it's like oh yeah, i've got I got a bunch of copper guys too, they're all very twitchy and uh they <laughs> and and whenever he comes over to my house, my catalytic converter winds up missing, I don't know why, but um, oh my god, so, so uh. Yeah, okay. So okay, you you caught me there though. So it's just the best granite guy in Detroit, not the best granite guy in the state. Uh did you did anything else from
0: this scene particularly uh, jump out at you? Um uh, they're they're doing a remodel like uh, of the actual set. I thought was interesting for what only a season and a half left. Like why why go through the <laughs> trouble? <laughs> they 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 didn't they didn't know there was only a season and a half left. I mean they were in season oh, eight. Fair. They were offering
1: them a lot of money to do a season nine. So I think yeah they, that's true. Yeah I I do like that like I the new the new cupboards look nice enough. I really like the new yeah. fridge that they've got. The new fridge is real cool. Is that a pun? Uh because no actually. Cool. No, no, I, I that was not my pun at all. Maybe it's a very hot refrigerator, maybe it's stolen. I just <laughs> Is
0: it the not I don't I don't think, I think the it is got the-, the
1: long long like like top to bottom handles unless
0: I'm misidentifying it. I think you are. I think that it just looks different because there aren't um pictures pasted all over it. Well then I wish they'd take those
1: damn family photos off the refrigerator so it could bask in its glory. We didn't know what we had this whole time. <laughs> it's like
0: putting carpet over hardwood floors. I'm I'm going back to an old episode to check this out we got oh go wow the tape. okay okay let's go let's go to the videotape um uh, I'll, I'll report back to you uh tell us what else you thought of in this episode I or mean in, th- in this scene
1: uh you know it, it's look this is a pretty tame cold open it's just really that uh I mean they're I'm I'm honestly most shocked that Tim hasn't insisted on doing the granite himself I mean this is really out of character for Tim to let another guy be working on his house. I, right. I guess that I guess Tim. It's implied that Tim built the cupboards himself, which makes sense. But I don't know. I, I feel like there's probably a whole episode that we missed of Tim expecting to do the granite himself, but then Jill convincing him, "No, we need to get a professional." Probably after Tim drops a huge quantity <laughs> of said granite on someone's
0: car. I wish I feel like we're deprived of that episode. Yes, we are deprived of that episode. Are you like, still? Well, wasn't that the the tool time on location? Yeah. Uh, yes, German. You have you very are, keen eyes. It is a new refrigerator.
1: Ah, well, 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 and and you <laughs> you thought you were so clever, you with your forty-one words of notes. Um, <laughs> it's a new fridge. I like the fridge a lot. Um, yeah, but uh, yes, yeah, so it, 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 w- it gives it a warmer,
0: cozier feel. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is ironic given what a refrigerator is traditionally used for. I meant the I meant the entire cabinet new oh. setup that they have going. Generally speaking. I was honestly I was a little bit bummed that this episode doesn't end with the kitchen being
1: finished so I could kind of take in the whole thing and think, <laughs> oh, this is what I'm gonna be looking at for the next season and and a few episodes. Yeah.
0: I mean, we have the space for it considering there wasn't a stinger. We just yeah, get the true. the logo shit again. But yeah. um yeah, I don't know. Uh it's a pretty pretty tame cold open. Yep. Sets up the episode. Yep. Again. This is like where I feel like they could have done some better situational setup uh to pay off you know uh more dividends throughout the episode and i don't know just kind of like we're getting new granite stuff get the guy in here yep yep (laughs) tim is uh tim is selective of his guys um it's like yeah i don't know barely a joke yeah uh but from there we're we're off to the opening credits and yeah we get a chisel transition to Mm -hmm. the theme song Mm -hmm. and uh Oh, I there're things I want to talk about with the theme song, but I'm not going to this week. Maybe we'll do it in the the spectacular at the end of yeah. the season.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that seems like the place for it. Cool. Uh and we're coming up on the end of this
0: season, so I mean, you know, uh, get get ready. It'll our our chance <laughs> to talk about the opening <laughs> credits is coming later. up. Yeah. <laughs> we cut to a little bit later. Uh, Tim is talking with the boys in the kitchen. Um and uh they Dude, is it okay do, do you, you, what, you take do me you, through the scene
1: yeah well how about i take us through all the scenes today Please. They, okay yeah, yeah
0: thank you i appreciate thank you yeah so the next morning you to, get paid double time
1: thing, that's that's good that's good in the in the imaginary bucks that only count in detroit uh that can only purchase <laughs> granite um grunt bucks so grunt coin grunt bucks. uh no. so grunt therium gfts so the next morning tim is hassling the boys to look good for the granite guy so that they can impress him there's a lot of roasting of tim for wanting jill to to look better or put on lipstick before the granite guy gets there uh the boys head off to school jill's friend patty arrives and uh yeah yeah yeah. yes and jill and patty are hanging (coughs) out and chatting about school stuff i don't know because she's a fellow classmate There's a knock at the door. Tim opens the door. Oh, shit. It's Ian, the sexy dude from the YMCA. He is Detroit's best granite guy. He's here to do the granite. Uh, He and Jill have a kind of brief, awkward moment. And then Tim takes him off into the garage to show him a workspace. And Jill uh, recaps Patty on who Ian is and what his whole deal is. Yeah. And uh, then Tim comes back in with Ian. Tim goes off to work, leaving, uh, leaving Jill and Ian alone. And uh, this causes a little bit of awkwardness between them, and that awkwardness gets even bigger when uh, uh, Ian drops his keys and bends over to pick them up, and Jill <laughs> Jill looks at his Donk, at his, at, him his out. at his old derriere.
0: <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, so I have I have one word of notes for this, but I have more mental but. notes for this. <laughs> <laughs> it was your word, but. Bianca, okay, Bianca. What's what's a Bianca? And that's that's me uh, writing with one hand, <laughs> the and misspelling um, the yeah. the mouth spray that Tim uses. Oh God. Okay. Okay. Nice. Um,
1: <laughs> yes, it's worth noting that Tim is so Tim is so on edge before meeting the best granite guy in the city that he is spraying him his mouth with the uh, the kind of like. Mouth spray that you only ever see people use on TV and has never what once is been it called? used in real life. I don't know. I just called it like good breath mouth spray or whatever. I just good associate mouth spray. I,
0: I think it's. I, I wrote down Bianca. I but I know that's a girl's name. Yeah, uh, that's that's good that you know that, Landon, because it is.
1: <laughs> I I I don't know. I don't like. I, I've just always seen it used on TV as shorthand for this dude is a ladies' man who's about to kiss someone, which is kind mm-hmm. of funny that. I mean I guess it is funny that it's Tim binaka. is Binaka. Tr- binaka. I've never heard the word Binaka used before.
0: Binaka is a brand of uh mouth spray. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Broadly interesting. My bad. Uh I
1: I guess it is funny in this scene that Tim is treating the first meeting with this dude like a date whereas Jill is the one who has the actual romantic tie up with him. That's that's a fun <laughs> bit of irony.
0: Yeah, but they could have played that up some more. It's kind of that's you know I'm not gonna keep circling around to it, but like I feel like there's so many missed opportunities for how the situation could have squeezed more comedy out of it, and we just didn't get it. I yeah, I mean I did
1: I did like though I did like this whole setup of Tim like there's just a lot of good dunks from the boys on Tim here like yes. Tim is. You know, Tim is telling the boys to like get dressed up better before the granite guy gets here. He says, it's important to project a good image for your subcontractors. And then uh, Randy goes, oh, is that why you're not going to be here today? Good thinking, Dad. Just, just
0: great. <laughs> um, my big note for this scene is that they directly address uh, those questions we had from that last yes. episode. Yes, yes. Where uh, Patty's like, the guy that you had in the dream, the widower with the four kids? And Jill's like... I don't know if that's true. That was all part of my dream. I
1: I freaked (laughs) out. I freaked out when she said that. It was like, oh, they're actually answering our questions from the episode. Oh my god, it's for us. (laughs)
0: Uh, I thought that was I thought that was pretty pretty great. Yeah, no, no. I I I like that too. But there was
1: no like I don't know. I I I liked it, but then at the same time I was thinking, well, they wouldn't have told us that unless it's somehow like unless they want to like retcon his background (laughs) so we can have him be doing something
0: else. Which again, would have been a better situation to get comedy out of, but they, they don't. We walk out of this episode with no further details of Ian outside of he left a relationship recently. He left a relationship recently, and he left his tools at Jill's house. That's that's all we really know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, I mean, the dichotomy of what Jill assumes about him or thinks about him, like, having building up this, like, perfect picture in her head of Ian versus, like what we will come to see of Ian later in this episode like just having him defy this dream in her head would have been a better episode like at every turn just like he's belching or he's you know he's a little too much like Tim or one of the guys or he's just rude or whatever the case you know slowly chipping away at her dream of him i think would have been a little bit better i i would have preferred that too
1: like i would have liked to like i think the better episode is Tim like Tim's jealousy or whatever or the whole lying aspect not being present Tim doesn't care yeah. and it's instead Jill just having to be in close contact with this guy and yes. yeah like cuz also it's like yeah the so from the previous episode uh we know that Ian is an opera lover a very classy man of the arts but then in this episode we find out that he's a handyman like he plays in a rock band that, who's in a rock band same which also doesn't turn into anything in the same line of work as her <laughs> husband it, it yeah. would make it like the like it would this episode would be better if it would be about Jill has constructed him as this avatar of everything that Tim is not and then in the course of the right. episode seeing, oh no, this guy is a lot like Tim in a bunch of ways and then also, oh, he's worse than Tim in all these other ways and helps her appreciate the good things about Tim's character. yeah yeah, dude, you we get hard- an Emmy. Thank you. Thank you. This this week's, you know, like and this is like to have the episode that we just wrote in our heads following last week's episode that we wrote in our heads where Randy is smoking weed. I mean, it would be the strongest season of television in history.
0: we are writing the Phantom season nine of Home Improvement as we're going along. The Phantom season nine, which is basically a bunch of rehashed episodes from season
1: seven. (laughs) We'll we'll take our paychecks now, please. We just we just rearranged some other
0: stuff you did. Um, I mean, I, is that not what they did a few episodes ago for their their own? True, true. No, very true, very
1: true. But it's just uh, you know, uh, I I don't. We they could get away with it then. We can't get away with it now. Okay. Um. Also, or can w- we? I <laughs> uh, so it's also <laughs> worth mentioning it. You know when. You know, Tim Tim comes back in with uh, with Ian in tow and says, oh, I've got to go to work. Jill has this paper to write for her class, so she'll be sitting mm-hmm. right next to where, uh, where uh, Ian is working. And as Tim is leaving, he says, hey, if there's anything you need, just ask Jill. And then he says to Jill, give this guy whatever he wants, and leaves. <laughs> Very funny. Great laugh. It's a good bit. Um... But so then Tim leaves, and when it's just the two of them alone together, yeah. Ian says, so what's your husband going to say when he hears I asked you out? And Jill says that, no, he te- Tim tends to get jealous. We'd better just not mention it. Don't tell him about it at all. Um, so that's, um, yeah, and he, that's... And he's happy to go along with that. Yeah. No, he seems happy to We're go he, he does seem happy. Well, and also it's like course he'd be happy to go along with it like this is a big <laughs> job for him it's like no no yeah. no no no. i think we sh- i i am a i am a man and i know what men are like and i think we should tell the man that you're married to that <laughs> i uh tried to ask you out several weeks ago i'm sure knowing how men are i think he's going to be real
0: chill about the he's whole thing try. should we point out maybe the most uh the biggest logical leap that we have to make in this episode which is um tim's got to go to work to make the big bucks for the family, right? Mm-hmm. So he's yeah, leaving. Yeah. Um, okay, Ian is going to be doing some big old construction in the kitchen, just some big slabs of granite being slammed down on the counter and glued together, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Jill is working on a paper f- five feet away from construction. Yeah. Like, do uh, her? does her school not have... Offices or classrooms or a library, she can go working. D- d- does Why her is house she not here? have other rooms in it where she could take <laughs> yes. her laptop computer designed
1: for portability?
0: Yes. So, again, I think it's. Well, I'm not going to keep uh, banging on this uh, uh, idea, but banging on this butt. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I will. I'll never stop banging the butt. Uh, Horny cops. <laughs> I I know. I, like I'm an accessory because I got you going there. But they're they're. I can hear the sirens i'm I'm just saying it wants to be a different episode than it is uh mm-hmm. and it just never quite leans into it there's no yeah. reason for her to be in the kitchen unless she wants to be watching ian yeah
1: which i mean makes sense i just like they also could have made a thing out of that like like you know oh you do what? it's gonna be pretty noisy do you want to work upstairs no i'm good here thanks yeah right yeah we
0: don't uh, get it. i don't get it so no one uh, gets it home
1: improvement you, move on <laughs> make be more clear about what you're doing home improvement you're a little too complex for us uh so yes so after he drops his keys and bends over to pick them up and jill goes butt crazy we get okay i don't remember what
0: transition we got but we go to a a a heart balloon um expands out of her uh backpack and explodes into tool time on location at al's house And uh, so it starts off with Heidi talking about how we're going
1: to teach you how to insulate your home and showing off the different supplies for it. And then she basically starts trying to do the episode before Tim and Al walk in and uh, kind of angrily (laughs) tell her to leave and let them do their bit. Uh, And uh, after making a bunch of uncool jokes about Al's weight, uh, Tim talks about how they're going to uh, start, uh, you know, basically weatherproofing this house by uh, saving. Yeah, and. Energy, Energy yes. saving, yeah. Yes, yeah, by, by, you know, finding all the leaks in the house and plugging them. One of the best ways to uh, stop a draft from getting in is uh, installing a door sweep. And uh, Tim spots another draft, which he picks up, a pint of beer. And that's, <laughs> that's the end of
0: this tool time bit, just a quick little bit. Uh, is it? Oh, yeah, I guess it, this the on-location gets split in half, doesn't yep, it? Because it goes yep. from this, then then we go to the chimney stuff later. Yes. Um, I love, love, love that uh, Heidi gets a moment to herself here. Yes. She, she starts the episode and then w- starts walking over and introducing all the energy saver things about uh, – uh, she doesn't – say it but you know caulking different things and and different sealants that you could put in the crevices and tim and al just kind of saunter out from the hallway behind her <laughs> she, he's like heidi would you mind telling us when the show has started <laughs> <laughs> this is setting us up for another spinoff where heidi starts her
1: own tool show which would yes. doubtless be way 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 more popular than tool time ever
0: was of course of course her calendar is more popular than tool time is um <laughs> Uh, okay, I guess it's worth mentioning, because uh, mm-hmm. there was a bit of controversy on our Discord. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna just pull it out. But, worth saying, the photo in question is no longer on the shelf. So, huh? Question they, mark? Maybe they... L recognized his shame and took it off? We're talking about, in the last time we saw this house, uh, on the shelf by the front door, there was a wedding photo. And I... Supposed that it was uh, from Alan and Eileen's failed uh, marriage day. Yes, <laughs> their failed marriage day. That's how I opted to phrase that um
1: yeah I think that I I mean do you you think it was just that some set dresser had like had access to that photo and put it up there not really understanding the plot of the show like it was a new new guy or something for that episode and then for this (laughs) one they were like no Jerry we can't put that up there because that wedding that like that wedding photo we have in the file fucking Jerry we we know you got demoted from being uh, one of the producers because of your coke problem but this is not how you work your way back up well you were in rehab Alan Eileen (laughs) called off their wedding so this wedding
0: photo that you found is not going to work on his wall. Well, our, our listeners on our Discord uh, went in, they did a, a freeze frame, enhance, 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 and pointed out that the wedding photo in question couldn't have been from Al and Eileen's wedding because, A, uh, Al wasn't wearing a baby blue tuxedo, for mm, one thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, that, um, I don't know, uh, that that was really their, their main evidence against it. My My we went back and forth and this mm-hmm. was my my thought was l in a a despondent disparity knew that Eileen was getting married a despondent and so... disparity <laughs> the,
1: the disparity between it. his relationship status and and her relationship <laughs> status he was he was desperate okay and despondent mhm about the disparity <laughs> it's just he's just so in a bad place Yeah, he recorded Uh, a diss track. That was how
0: how (laughs) despondent he was. He he rented a tux to just to go to uh, Eileen's new wedding. And right as the photographer was taking a picture of Eileen, he kneeled down in front of her to get the photo taken and then ran away just so that he would know he'd have a photo of her. Yeah. Of the two of them looking like they got married.
1: Yeah, he just, he just uh, dispensed with all a sense of propriety or, yeah. or politeness and, and
0: got in there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But then And then, he, because the, the photographer was Patty, he probably bribed Patty, and Patty's like, this is the most pathetic thing I've ever done. I'm going to do it for you just because uh, I don't want to be involved uh, any further with this sadness. So just mm-hmm. get out of my life because I know you'll just keep pestering me for this photo. So here's your print of your photo. Get it out of here. And he put it up there, and maybe Tim saw it, between the episodes and like, Al, oh, really? Is this where you are in life? Mm-hmm. You really you're putting up photos photo bombs of you photo bombing Eileen's wedding as if it's your own. And who are you trying to fool? It's just me. I know you two aren't married. Yeah. Yeah. And then Al does his little pouty lip and goes, Ah, oh, you're right, Tim. I don't know what I was thinking and then took it down. No, he didn't take it down. He disposed of it. Um still doing
1: a bit from like like 10 minutes ago that's that's what real comedy is um well yeah it's not it either way it's not there anymore also the answer could be that that just he <laughs> took it down he took it down because they're uh they're actually doing they've got cameras in the apartment or in the house and he doesn't want uh he doesn't want eileen to see this and no uh, yeah. the shame. there you go there yeah, yeah there i go um Other bits from... Oh, yeah. Tim introduces himself as Tim the Landlord Taylor and my tenant, Al Borland. Um, (laughs) Another callback? Yeah, another callback. Um, And... Actually, no. There's not a lot else from this scene. It's a short scene. There's not a lot going a on scene. in it,
0: and it's not terribly funny. So uh, it's not. Although I do, I mean, we've already spent an inordinate amount of time. I won't talk about uh, actually being interested in energy saving. Like I, I would, I would watch this episode of Tool Time if it came on uh, cable access. I honestly, well, honestly, that is something that I noticed. Like this episode,
1: both of the segments about how to seal your house for drafts. Watching this, I was like. This is once again actually kind of germane to things I'm interested in. Like the, the, the like finally now tool time is starting to be about shit that I actually care about because there's <laughs> right. a lot of drafts in my apartment. Yeah, because uh, you are a screenwriter. Mm. That's pretty. That is pretty good. Except I actually uh, part of why I'm a bad screenwriter is because I don't write enough, and I have been working on the same script for a long time. So there are not as many drafts in here as there should be. Oh,
0: okay, Got it. Okay, all right.
1: uh, um Final draft, more like
0: one of many drafts. Am I right? <laughs> whoever makes final draft. Uh, we get a scene slide transition to the kitchen where Jill and Ian are about to eat lunch. Uh, she is not a good cook and no. uh, admits that, but finds out that uh, Ian is, he's made some chicken Marsala. Was it? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Chicken Florentine. Pimenta. Yes. There there you go. Uh, and shares with him, uh, or she, he shares his lunch with her, uh, and she's oh so thankful for it. Um, and they start to talk over the, the, uh, dining room table. That's where, um, she's telling him a little bit about her schoolwork. She has this professor who is a bit of a dick, Uh, I can't remember the name. It was a really funny name. Norm Nimmelman. Nimmelman, that's right. Uh, So she goes, this Professor Nimmelman, he's like, Norm Nimmelman? Oh, man, he's a softie. I play with him in a a band. Uh, I play guitar with him in a band. Yes. And uh, she's like, he's in a band? Anyway, they bond a little bit here, and uh, that's about what happens. Am I missing a a big plot point? Uh, You're not, although maybe I missed one earlier. I should point out that um,
1: in in their first conversation after Tim has left – Ian reveals that he used to be a sculptor and then got into doing the granite work, but that he used to teach sculpting at the same college that Jill oh, yes. was going to. Hence That's right. why he would
0: know uh, Norm Nimmelman, her professor. <laughs> um, I, I, I really thought that there was going to be some sort of connection. Oh, oh, yeah, I used to be in the psych program, and then I dropped out because I liked working with my hands a little bit more. And Jill just kind of like tugging on her collar going, ah, Um but, but no. Nope. No, which,
1: again, maybe that would have been a stronger way to do the thing in this episode. Um, I don't have much to say about this because it's like, you know what? I think part of why this episode is more sit than calm is that <laughs> the the they really, like, the situations... Like, the comedy seems to come from situations in which there are kind of, like, uh, mildly mildly saucy double entendres where like here with the food it's like oh i you know i, I like hot things don't you like hot things or something <laughs> like because he's got jalapeno cornbread or something like that yeah right hey i like to keep things spicy i bet
0: you understand that and and just the audience he's, going yeah, he's talking Woo! about the how he makes her meatballs uh, how he makes his meatballs with a little bit of cayenne and uh <laughs> right. He, Other spices. He, he's he's making yeah. her meatballs too at this point. I mean, she's uh, <laughs> hearing all
1: this. So I, I don't know. Like she she's stressed. He I, you know, he says, Oh, I know I know your professor, He played a band together. And I'm like, okay, so is something gonna ha- is he gonna help her out
0: with the paper right. or like uh, right. do, pollsters of well, the let's, professor? Why don't we do this? Let's reverse engineer this. We're gonna spoil alert, a little bit of a scene coming up. And uh, let's let's start taking this beat by beat. Um what happens Later in the episode, uh, he claims that Jill has been giving him signals all mm-hmm. day long. Yes. So in the previous scene where she checks him out, this scene uh, where they're kind of getting along, he literally like feeds her part of uh, his food, uh, his hand to her mouth. And don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't what? Don't.
1: Don't just don't feed a w- woman who is married or like, don't
0: ever, I don't know. Well, like you're, it, you're, you're hitting right on it, which is if anything, he's giving her signals yeah that she's not picking up on. And I think he's interpreting it as she's not resisting my signals. Therefore, that's a signal she's giving me. It's just, I don't, I mean,
1: my girlfriend who lives in, in my house, and I mean it's our whatever. Like I've, I don't think I've ever fed her sensually a piece of food, and we've been together almost five years. I don't think that I don't think that like your only previous interaction with this woman who you know is married is that you asked her out, and now you were in she and her family's home, and you're like, hey, eat this food out of my hand, like fuck you, like dude, read the room, like like, I, I don't if that's part of your flirting, fine, but you know this
0: woman is married, I. I Yeah, I mean, I don't know, it doesn't make too big a deal out of it, but it's, you know, I don't know, it is what it is. Um, That's my motto for this season, it just is what it fucking is. I mean, wouldn't it be fucked up if it wasn't what it was? I mean, that would be some Twilight Zone shit. (laughs) You know what, at this point I'm prepared for things to be what it is and what it isn't, and anything in between. So, uh, you can't fool me, is the is, is is what's fooling me cuz it do, either is or is not is a- absolutely astounding content some of our best huge fan of what we're doing here today
1: um <laughs> so yeah so like does he do I apologize. other apologize does he do other big other big flirt moves aside from like mentioning that he plays guitar in a band which i feel
0: like you <laughs> you know it's a, yeah that's a very like a uh, college student uh uh flex Hey, if you uh, yeah, yeah, we're doing a cover of this song uh,
1: Wonderwall, Have you heard of it. It's pretty good. <laughs> I actually got my guitar in the van.
0: You know, this this granite needs to set for a second. I'll I'll bring it in. Uh well, that does I guess beg the question. Did his truck actually break down or is that like his move? I mean, th- that's a pretty like if his truck actually broke
1: down, then he wouldn't like then after getting rejected by jill at the end of the episode he would have immediately taken a taxi back to the house snuck into the truck and gotten out of there so we never would have had to go back and face Tim. yeah so i think his truck legitimately broke down and just helped okay. him out all right <laughs> all right uh anything else from the scene uh no nothing else from this scene as far as i'm concerned um so then we're back at Al's, uh, back at Tool mm-hmm. Time on location, where they've installed. I think it's called a blower door. It's a big, like I, I don't even know. It's like a tarp thing with like a I fan think, embedded in it over that goes across yeah, the doorway. This up.
0: I think, yeah. I think it's a blower door. Oh, a blower door. That would make more sense. What with the blowing. It's yeah. It's called a blower door test. <laughs> were you thinking like a b l o a r? I, are... I, I I wrote
1: B-L-O-O-R. I'm, I'm a dumb guy. Bloor. I don't know what any of this stuff is called. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe Arthur Bloor invented it, and <laughs> and everyone else knows what a Bloor door is.
0: <laughs> this is a blower door. If you just search blower door, uh, you'll see exactly, actually, what is on frame, which is this, like, red tarp. Uh, that is sealed into the door frame that has a fan attached to the bottom of it to um, create a vacuum uh, within the home.
1: Yeah, this thing seriously sucks, and it. Uh, <laughs> so they're getting it all. They're getting it all set up, and they're going to fill the house up with smoke, and then they can see where there's cracks because I guess this will be. This creates a vacuum through the house, and wherever air is is wherever they see the smoke gathering, that's where they know they need to
0: seal it. In a episode filled with butt references Mm -hmm. no butt crack joke wow you're
1: right they've been making jokes about al's butt crack specifically like butt cracks are like the fourth host of tool time and i'm (laughs) that's actually really shocking to me that they didn't and also it's about yeah like you know al could be saying something about like cracks that wind can come in through and tim says something (laughs) like al i know plenty about having to stay away from cracks that there's air coming out of um god again I, I, i'm not saying that's what it would be if you gave me 10 minutes to workshop that in the writer's room i'd have a better fart joke for you okay. all right all right um but anyway so they seal up everything in the house tim steps outside uh, they start up the vacuum uh you know going it with the blower door i'm just calling it the blower door now and uh but then uh then tim remembers that oh he didn't close the chimney flue so he tells al to do it you know tim is outside al is still inside al goes to do this and oh the in the process a whole bunch of soot drops down on his face which is now completely blacked out <laughs> his faces yes his face as but wait as might you think that al is blacked out like a thing of everclear fell down there and went into his mouth <laughs>
0: No, I bet, well, usually that would be, like, a, a great place for a transition to, like, black out the scene. Oh, true, um, that would have made sense. But, no, uh, we get a, a, like, cartoon version of Al having soot all over his face and kind of blinking at the camera. Uh, yeah, which, you know, it's, it's a good bit. If he, if he, wor- <clears> he, <throat> It would be funnier if
1: Al wore glasses so that, like, the glasses could be completely black <laughs> and then he'd take them off and he'd have, like, the
0: white rings around his eyes. Yes. That would be funnier. Every turn, we're writing something a little bit better than well. What we th-
1: got. This this would have required like seven seasons of buildup of Al wearing glasses. So no, that,
0: that... no, it would have required one simple fix. Okay, eye safety. Mm, yes, eye protection. Wear week. your safety
1: goggles. The salute. Wow. <laughs> to <laughs> eye safety. The the salute boink like the 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 uh, three Stooges eye poking noise. Yes, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, if the Three Stooges had things like these, they never would have had any trouble. And then Tim does a bunch of Three Stooges gags on Al, who just stands there (laughs) silently. I don't think so, Tim. Um, (laughs) So when they're talking about their process for how they're going to seal the house and the necessity of uh, smoke in the house to do that, uh, Al says, and since he can't see air and he's starting to hold up the smoke thing, and then Tim just cuts in and goes, unless you live in Los Angeles, oh, that's not smog, that's the marine layer.
0: Um, (laughs) I, I, I felt your reaction, uh, but it was so intense that I didn't look at it. So I I don't exactly know what it was, but I, I felt it It, the
1: the way that the way that Tim like halfway crosses his eyes when he's (laughs) saying he's doing the LA person impression. And it's just like, yeah. Dude, you've lived in LA for like 30 or 40 years by by now, by the time we're recording this. So A, don't act like you're better than us. Um and um And B, you only really can see the air at a distance in LA. Like if you're driving up into right. the foothills or something, that that's when you really can see.
0: There were a few days there right before I moved where uh, I could stare at the sun because the air was so thick. So okay. yeah, uh, well, unprecedented wildfires were happening that summerland, yeah, and I will thank that you true. to remember. We still I have do, terrible. I air don't. Quality. I've tried not to, but sometimes uh, late at night, I wake up in a cold sweat thinking about the state of the world, <laughs> or the state of California. Or you wake up in a hot sweat
1: thinking about how poorly insulated your apartment was in the summer oh my months, God. Fuck real bad. That um yeah but so what w- What do you got that's
0: my big thing from this tool yeah. time segment i have one really big thing that i want to talk about for the rest of the episode is it a butt <laughs> i wish mm. um what were we dealing with last week or no no, no. i'm sorry two weeks ago on tool time mm, two weeks ago on tool time we were dealing with dollhouses
1: yes Oh, the little miniature tool replica of the Tool Time <laughs> this, set that we get the close-up this on.
0: Entire scene starts with a close-up on uh tiny tool t- uh tiny Tool Time. No, Tiny Tim. And <laughs> tiny Tim. Yeah, yeah. Living um, in the daylight. Well, there is a the Tiny moonlight. Tim. Yeah. So I have it freeze framed on the Tiny Tool Time diorama, and what I found very interesting is that within the diorama. Is the Hot Wheels that uh, our listener, one of our what? OGs, oh my uh, god. Scott Kiersi, sent yeah. us? Uh, I'm, lo- I'm the, looking at the, him the, right now. <laughs> yeah, those are in the diorama. Oh my Tim god! Tim on the 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 lawnmower. Mm-hmm. You have Al with his hands on his hip, standing in front of a Binford tool chest. Mm-hmm. Wow! Uh, they're all they're all in there. That's uh that's that's pretty cool. Life uh, life imitates Hot Wheels, I guess. I I'm guessing that they probably put that Hot Wheels set out uh, in season four, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and they probably just opened it up and put it in the tiny tool time set. Okay, well then, like, we have still not
1: opened up our Hot no. Wheels set that uh, that Scott Kersey uh, sent to us. Maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe in the last episode we'll open it live on air and play with it, and just it'll be like three <laughs> I don't, hours of a spring. I, don't think, vroom, vroom. Those...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think those are uh, uh, screen... Uh, props at this point, so um, maybe not mm-hmm. screen used, but uh, uh, they're at least worth five bucks. So, yeah, you want to do you want to cut that cost in half by opening up the package?
1: Well, well, depending on how long I wait to open it, inflation is going to cut cut that cost in half anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think we I think we should play with all of our heirloom toys now, folks. Open your Funko Pops. Nothing matters. Missiles will be flying any moment. Um, God, I. I love that Al has a miniature replica of the Tool Time set in his home because, as I may or may not have mentioned, I have a small Lego replica of a city street that I've been building in the corner of uh, my office where I'm recording right now. And I respect anything, uh, any piece of media <laughs> that normalizes uh, the masculine urge to have small models of things in
0: your home. <laughs> well, I'm actually really impressed with this. It's modeled after the original Tool Time set before they did all the uh, fancy, you know, interview desk uh, additions to it. Sure, um, sure. But like, they have the gigantic boat oar that looks like it's directly from the Antonioni film Blowout. You mm-hmm. know that thing that's above the the bay doors. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing's in there. They've got um, a lot of the like knickknacks. There's a, a a plane, like a Red Baron plane that we see on the set all the time. That's in there. Whoa. Um, the one thing that. Kind of bothers bothers they they have the oil drum where all the transitions come out of yeah <laughs> so wait are there tiny transitions yeah it's like if
1: there's tiny tunes and if there's Muppet <laughs> babies there's also tiny transitions it's a whole little animated series about the transitions that live inside Al's model oil drum
0: <laughs> there's oh probably my God, a, there's, I want
1: to see it there's probably a tiny grunt creep that's always falling off of
0: shit and getting into little weird hijinks. <laughs> Uh, the one thing I want to point out, and this is an Al's house, so it's an interesting detail. There's a picture of Al's mom.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: w- w- odd. Yes. You're not supposed be- to see her. Yes. I mean, how do you know it's Al's mom? Well, because it's Al's face on a gigantic woman. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. No, no, no. No! Yeah. Yes. Ooh. And it's, like, on an easel next to the bay doors. It's, uh... Ugh. It's, uh... Ugh. Which, you know, like, that's saying, Al wouldn't have done that, so Tim had to pre-plan this by making a portrait of Al's mom to sneak into Al's house and put inside of the tiny diorama uh, knowing that, um... Who, who does the camera work? Gunther? I don't know. Yeah, uh, Gunther we'll does a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> there's klaus who does the sound effects oh but I don't Cla- know who does yeah the camera oh they all have weird german names they're all uh they're all <laughs> german exchange students uh something like that anyway um, yeah. i could talk more and more about that uh tiny tool time Wait, but i won't one question and i hate to okay. ask this but on the tiny ask tool
1: it. time set is yes. there a tiny calendar oh
0: hot damn just uh just get it over with my, quick like I'm not seeing one, but my computer is also moving at a snail's pace, so uh the world I will, will let you know never in know just a okay minute will well well okay, ever... i'll start I'll wait, start wait, to... wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, oh
1: what oh uh I don't see one uh okay, well, I am vindicated then I guess I'm glad I asked um <laughs> so back home at the Taylor house uh oh, there okay. Yes. Oh, we're over there. Oh, well, I mean, no, I mean, we we don't have to we don't have to go there. If you have more you want to say about this very no, brief, I don't. unrelated scene, uh, <laughs> not at all. Back home, the granite is done, but uh, but uh, Ian cannot get his truck started, and he lives in Ferndale, so Jill offers to give him a ride home, and mm-hmm. uh, then they from you know they they walk out and they're then in the truck where. Uh, Ian mentions that his girlfriend uh, left him recently as they're driving home. And Jill is saying, oh, well, gosh, you know, any woman would be lucky to have you and, you know, building him up because because he got, you know dumped and she's nice and they get to his place and uh, when they get there uh, Ian says oh I was worried when I got there that it'd be uh, awkward all day but it wasn't and Jill says yeah it was a really nice day hanging out I had a really nice time it was nice of you to share your food and as she's saying all these things he just uh, lunges over and
0: kisses her and the audience goes woo uh oh interesting okay Yeah, they go woo I, I, I clocked a um an audience woo later in the episode. I didn't, maybe it didn't register here.
1: Maybe there's not an audience woo here. Maybe I just wrote the woo in because I was
0: excited. You, might have. you know what? That could be it. That could be it. <laughs> cause there is a very distinctive woo later on. There is. Um, which we'll, we'll come to, but, uh, yeah, you took us through a lot there. Um, a lot and a little cause like there's so little happening here. Yeah. I know. Um, so, okay, let's just keep going. Why don't we? Uh so we go to a commercial while he's lunging kissing on her and we come back and uh, he breaks off the kiss and she's like, "What the fuck well, are she you push- she, doing?" She, she she pushes him off, but continue Willow explaining what Jill says. <laughs> Willow or young Jill. Um <laughs> hey hey Mr. Ian, you ever try consent? <laughs> <laughs> all i got that's all i got um in and then ian starts to you know get total bro uh you know kind of rejected dude about it, and he's like, "What, man? You were giving me signals all day. You telling me that you weren't checking me out when I bent over because I saw you in what? the reflection of the mirror. Because I was checking you out, and I saw I, you checking me out." I, I, I want I want to say having also
1: just recently edited last week's episode, we really tend to default to surfer accents when we're doing impressions of people. Either yeah, like either. Uh, it seems like our our perception on this show is that everyone who smokes weed is a surfer and also everyone who kisses is a surfer. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not saying we're wrong. <laughs> OK. All
0: right. No, no, no. All right. You're saying do this again in a different character. Is that yes, what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah, t- okay take so trial. Jill, Jill pushes him off uh, saying, dude, what in the motherfucker are you doing? Get the fuck off of me. Right? Okay. Yeah. So she's very assertive and uh, establishing her boundaries. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? I was just uh, kissing you. I, th- I just wanted to kiss your neck. It is so beautiful. You were giving me signals all day. Oh, my God. It's
1: going a little Jewish. I'm not going to go there. I, I, I mean, yeah. Well, that, that is that is always the problem with a Dracula impression is
0: it gets kind of Jewish. Is it? Also, or is it just the problem with someone who can't do impressions or voices uh, Well okay. trying to do one?
1: I don't know. I also like this notion though of, of, of Dracula getting rejected and then being really <laughs> awkward and like incelly about it. Because that's kind of Dracula's one thing is that he's irresistible, but he's yeah, like true. Oh, are you putting me in the friend zone? It's total <laughs> bullshit, man.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> I'm a really um... nice guy. <laughs> this is a new character for what we do in the shadows
1: <laughs> insult dracula no thank you yes. <laughs> Get the, put a stake through that one right away <laughs> hey i put on a funny hat to go to the club it is called peacocking ah, ha, ha. <laughs> one problematic statement ah,
0: ha, ha. oh my Two. god uh, okay <sighs> so anyway um <laughs> Okay, I, mean, I don't even know where we are anymore. Uh, he he said
1: that he that he was getting all these signals that he saw yes. her checking him out. Uh, you were you know you were checking out my butt. How could you tell that I was checking out your butt? Because I saw your reflection in the window checking me out
0: because I was checking you out. And Jill says see, well, if I'd had had gone with the the impression that any further, that wouldn't have held any water because vampires can't see reflections. I, ex- well, no, if vampires don't have reflections. I think he can see reflections. Well, how can you see your own reflection if you don't reflect? So well, he, no, can't he can see
1: his reflection. He can see Jill checking him out even better cuz he can't see himself. He can just see Jill looking at where he assumes that he is. The problem where is he assumes he is. How do you at know? The you don't. Know,
0: if you're if you ever stood in a room in one of those infinity rooms, how do you know what well, angle no. anything's at if you can't see yourself? Okay, so how do you well, know that he's she's checking him out? Okay. <sighs> Fucking Landon, I can't believe we have to <laughs> talk
1: about this right now if ian is a dracula clearly he's immortal so he's had a lot of time he's he's Uh done this millions of times before in in dozens of centuries probably he's used to being able to triangulate where a woman is looking and knowing if they're looking at his butt because he's an (laughs) immortal seducer so like what are we even talking about here did you not prepare for the episode did you not read the pdf
0: of dracula facts i sent you so long ago (laughs) <laughs> so you're saying he can place himself in a 3D environment even without having a an avatar for himself, uh, and be able to to see where her eye line would be lining up to his invisible butt yes that that is what
1: i'm saying those are vampire powers it's immortality it's turning into a bat and it's being able to imagine yourself in a three-dimensional space without yourself as a point of reference to tell if a woman is looking at your butt those are the three things that vampires can do it is in the book dracula
0: okay all right page 23 think about this list of (laughs) list of dracula powers it's a table (laughs) i am gonna go Reread Dracula, uh, and hope that um, the notoriously litigious Stoker family does not come for us. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean. Well, look,
1: what's really getting stoked here are uh, are <laughs> people's affections, or moreover, uh, I don't know. I-, I guess really, Ian's resentment is getting is getting stoked because he thinks he's yes. been led on. Um, but anyway, Jill says that he had no business checking out a reflection in a married woman's window. And Ian promises that everything tomorrow will be strictly business. And Jill says, "Nope, nope." She she fires him. He can't come back. She doesn't feel okay about it. And he says, "Well, who's going to install the rest of your granite then?" And she says, "Well, I do happen to be married to Tim the Toolman Taylor." And uh, Ian just laughs at her. He laughs in her face. End of scene. <laughs> End of scene. <laughs> um, I mean, it's um, I mean, he okay. So the reasons that Ian thinks that she was sending him signals. You didn't yeah. want to tell your husband about me at the gym. You jumped at the chance to ch- take me home. You checked out my butt. I mean, yeah, we're, we've got one of these is basic
0: Midwestern politeness. One of them... Yes. Oh, okay. Isn't true, because she did tell Tim about him at the, the thing. She yes. just didn't have a moment to connect, you know, to tell him that that's the guy.
1: Yes. and And lastly, looking at a butt, does not mean anything checking out butts is not a contract that's not binding people can check out butts all the time with like just because you check out a butt doesn't mean you want to then violate the sacred contract of your marriage
0: Truman thank you for speaking truth to power I, (laughs) I think this needs to go on record and be on the lips of more conversations uh, well, I mean, well, there
1: there was a whole there was a whole damn episode about this in season one where uh, what a glance something uh, uh, like overactive glance overactive glance yeah where like and and Wilson makes clear to Tim that yes it's perfectly normal to look at other women but just it's kind of a dick move to do it when your wife is there so uh, <laughs> uh, come on
0: did he not see that yeah and episode? how could and to Jill's credit how could she know that he's a Dracula uh, triangulating her <laughs> line of sight. No, I don't... Isn't isn't that entrapment? Isn't he basically doing a honey trap there?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I guess it is kind of on Jill for not having garlic hanging on her front door to ward off any Draculas. But, (laughs) you know, it's not Halloween. She's not thinking about it. She doesn't know how to cook. She doesn't have spices in the house. I guess guess that's true. Yeah, a thing of a little jar of garlic powder that she got at the store
0: is not the same. Um... (laughs) It's a shame. It's a, it's a shame. I don't really have too much else for the, the scene. I mean, we we get a big chunk of the episode in those kind of three scenes that are sandwiched together. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. There's not much comedy that comes out of it, but there are also, there's not much stake on the line. So it's like I don't quite know what I'm getting out of this episode. By the time we go to the next scene where Jill's trying to explain to Tim, like the biggest – conflict okay so we're just gonna go into the next scene here well i where... I, I, I would i oh, would just say some?
1: that's no i just want to say i mean you said there's not much steak on the line and that's you know it's just really good news for ian because he hates <laughs> hates when there's steak uh yeah continue landon i'm sorry th- that i did this
0: <laughs> i'm just trying to get to the heart of things here okay. um
1: <laughs> well I'll, I'll you know my my throat's a little a little dry but i'll
0: try not to do any coffin while you do <laughs> Jill, uh, Tim comes home and, like, Jill has to tell him that she fired, uh, that fucking Ian guy who (laughs) made a move on her in the car. Beautiful. And, um, they had to, uh, 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 she has to explain, sorry, (laughs) I got distracted by a text message. Okay. Uh, She had to explain to Tim that... Uh, Ian is the same guy that made moves on her at the gym and Mm -hmm. that she had to fire him because he made a move on her. And so, like, I didn't feel any of Tim's jealousy outside of them just saying, Tim will get jealous um, until this scene. And so, like, the stakes is, like, really just hurting Tim's pride for firing his granite guy. Like, that's all that's really on the line here, which is an insult to Jill's experience through this episode because there's no... The, the the heart of the matter is Tim's pride rather than Jill's experience. J- Jill has been through a lot more in this than Tim has, really. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and it's... I, I don't know, like... Just the fact that Tim hears about this and his immediate his immediate response is to like you know Jill is saying I just wanted you to not get jealous and for us to get our kitchen back and Tim going or did you did you just have the hots for the granite man, I uh, you know uh, you know he he's, he says to her at one point you always talk about trust in this marriage and then you do something like this and break it and Jill says I'm so sorry and it's like but she didn't
0: break trust like <laughs> like, like if, if I, yeah I it's it's. Where I have a problem with Tim in the past is has been more behavioral stuff. This mm-hmm. just feels like sloppy writing. Uh, sorry, Laurie Gelman, who wrote this episode. It's just, to me, like, I'm not pissed off at Tim. It's not even bothersome to me. It just feels kind of like, eh, we'll yeah. just get through this. Because Tim, Tim even has kind of a jokey jealousy to it. Like, he's not really hurt by this. He yeah. plays it for laughs. It's just not that funny.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. <laughs> And maybe that's part of what irks me about it, it, hearkening back to other Tim interactions where it feels like he avoids every serious topic by turning it into kind of a mean-spirited joke. Like, Mm -hmm. this is clearly important to Jill, and the way Patricia Richardson is playing this is she is, like, very torn up over it and very anxious and guilty, and that if, if, you know, A, it's hard to tell if Tim is being serious or joking, but then also if he's joking with her and playing with her at this point, kind of a dick move, like... Yeah, you know, like, she, it is. I think the first thing be like, hey, a strange man forced a kiss on you in the car. How are you doing, hon? You feeling OK? Like, I. Yeah, I don't know. I guess she just said he came on to me. She
0: doesn't say the detail. This is just I don't know. it is. It's just it's it's I don't know. One of the least interesting ways they could have gone with this episode. And it just kind of like falls, you know, out of memory the second that it is over. Um. Where, you know, like, I not every episode has to be a very special episode, but, like, what's the, what's the better episode? What's the, like, Randy's cancer episode of Jill having this experience and I, bringing out her, you know, um, it, having to really deal with that between you and your marriage would be very interesting. I think that the, the Randy's cancer episode of this
1: is he kisses her way early on in the episode and she doesn't necessarily push him away but she like she doesn't 100% not like it like
0: she doesn't push him away she kind of kisses back it's like no wait we can't do this but then or it it, it, it goes a little more you know uh, uh, for lack of a better word and I don't say it lightly but a little more assaulty and she has to grapple with that you know, and then what kind of you know guilt does Tim have to deal with for bringing him into her life, and like all kinds of stuff could interesting stuff could come from that.
1: I mean that yeah, interesting stuff could come from that. Yours yours took it in a in a way way more heavy, very special direction than, than well that, than that's why expect. I said Randy's
0: cancer episode. I guess so. I guess Randy's not cancer not Brad's it. pot yeah <laughs> Yes. Episode. Okay.
1: The, the levels of specialdom are are, are yep. varied. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, it just, this whole thing, really, at the end of the day, it's just satellite on a hot Tim's roof all over again. The fourth <laughs> episode of the first season where, yes. I, you know, Tim is incensed that Jill would be spending the afternoon with a man who supposedly wants to help her with her resume, and then it turns out, yes, men and women can't be friends. He only wants to come on to Jill. It, <laughs> and it's just kind of that same thing. It's just like... yeah, uh, jill and this dude having kind of flirty banter and tim is clowning around um there there is goes out back to talk to wilson there there is an exchange in here though that i liked when she she comes in and she tim is all excited about the granite and she regretfully informs him that he fired the that she fired the granite guy and he he says i thought you were for a second there i thought you said you fired the granite guy and jill says well when i gave him a ride home he came on to me and tim just responds with you fired the granite guy? And she and she tells... Okay, she does tell Tim that, that he kissed her. And, and Tim goes, Well, what did you do? I pushed him away. You should have fired him. I did fire him. You fired the granite guy! <laughs> Which is kind of almost... A, like, I could see Jerry and George yelling that at each
0: other on Seinfeld.
1: <laughs> you fired the granite guy, Jerry!
0: <laughs> uh, I want to see a family sitcom starring them.
1: I. You know what, jo- what What's an
0: odd couple... An odd couple scenario with Jerry and George.
1: It, look, the whole concept is that that episode where the reporter thinks that Jerry and George are gay it turns out to be true, and it's just uh, yeah. Jerry yes. and George living in Paramus, New Jersey, and maybe they have like a kid that they adopted, <laughs> and it's just uh, their life, you know.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Uh,
1: okay, but that's that's all I, that's all I got. You sh- Okay, you, you fired the granite guy.
0: Uh, I'm going to summarize the next scene pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, Jill goes outside to talk to Wilson.
1: Yep. Yep, that's correct. Out back. Uh, Jill, I like what I like about this scene is that we just come to Wilson and Jill. They're both on Wilson's side of the fence, and Jill is helping Wilson build an igloo in the snow. What I love about this is that we just... We, it, there's not like, hey, Wilson, what you up to? Oh, well, lady neighbor, I'm making an igloo. It's just th- they're already doing it. T- they never mention that they're building an igloo. There's no discussion of what it's for or why. It's just... This is weird shit that Wilson does. You've been watching the show for a long time; you expect it by now. Um, <laughs> but they're, they, yeah, they're out there. They talk about what's going on, and Jill is asking how bad she should feel. And uh, Wilson's, mm-hmm. you know, Wilson says that uh, he's always believed in total honesty in relationships, which is why I haven't had a decent relationship in twenty years. Maybe because you possibly killed your last girlfriend and stole her book. Um, <laughs> what's buried in that igloo? <laughs> you know, look, if you're if you're burying a body in an igloo, you're gonna have real problems when the weather warms up. That's why there is
0: uh no crime in the Arctic. Uh no, what, what you do is you you build the uh the ice hut. I don't know what they're called, uh uh which is on me and I realize that. Yeah. They're not called igloos, but um you build that and then you drag the body inside, and then you can dig down deep into the dirt without anyone actually seeing. You oh, build the I grave, see. and then once the snow melts, the, the, it becomes mud, as I'm seeing right now as the weather's warming up. The mud fills in the hole and packs it even further, so um, it looks like freshly packed ground. The perfect crime, I say. The perfect crime. Um, you kill her with an icicle.
1: Okay, so, re- yeah, so maybe there's maybe there's loads of crime in the Arctic and we just don't know about it because <laughs> the cold weather conditions are perfect for, uh, you know, getting rid of getting rid of bodies and killing people with uh, disposable murder weapons made of, of frozen there you go. water. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so he quotes some Alistair Crowley about how falsehood is inevitably the child of fear, and uh, I guess she, you know... He, wait, he really... Quoted Crowley? Yep, Alistair Crowley. Falsehood is invariably the child of fear.
0: That's what my notes say, unless it's... We watched a different episode. Um, I... Let me, uh... uh earmark that as a quote to not... <laughs> aspire to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so, uh... Joel reasons
1: that I guess she was uh, afraid that if Tim knew that she was attracted to Ian, he would love her less, and Wilson tells her that's a normal and human response. And... Uh, and then uh, Jill just wishes that she could be more honest with Tim, and Wilson recommends that she try. So, uh, and Jill says, "Jill says, well, yeah, when it comes to the big stuff, Tim doesn't keep any secrets from me." And Wilson says, "Or me."
0: Um, but <laughs> now I have to ask, do you think Wilson was a member of uh, Th- uh, Thelema? Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, the the cult that Crowley <laughs> did out in. Uh... Uh, what was it? Sicily? I can't remember where, where he had his whole commune. Uh, you know, I think that, I think that Wilson, if he was not himself a member,
1: one of his family members was a member and Wilson now (laughs) has all of the artifacts of it. He probably has to fight Indiana Jones types on a regular basis to keep those artifacts (laughs) protected.
0: Uh, But does he do... Like sex rituals to to reach that higher plane of communication with divine beings. I mean, he said he hasn't had a decent relationship
1: in twenty years, and I feel like ritualized uh, sexual uh, act, you know,
0: things kind of may have a whoa, negative whoa, whoa, whoa. impact on that. <laughs> Is this how Judith died? <laughs> he I mean, killed her during some sort of sex ritual, dude. I
1: mean, dude, come on, man. We're not doing a true crime podcast here. We can't. We we can't. <laughs> We we can't. We, I think he's leaving us the clues. <laughs> Wait, and he is he he is building an igloo. I mean, he's basically the snowman, and and I guess that makes us <laughs> Mr. Police. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Um. So uh, yeah, but it's so yeah. The whole the whole scene is just basically like maybe you should tell the truth to your husband and feel okay about it. And Jill learns that that's okay to do. So,
0: which she knew all along.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's psychology one. Isn't that what she did in the previous scene? I mean, basically, yeah. She just goes back and talks to Tim about the same thing a second time. I mean, I guess we really didn't like <laughs> this, this episode a, that
0: much. This is, is kind of weak. I mean, it's not an offensive episode. It's just not a very good one. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Nothing in this pissed me off. It just it's just not good. <laughs> Just yeah, it just feels kind of lazy, um she goes back in to talk to Tim uh and she apologizes they kind of talk about attraction outside of marriage that they don't act on it um and uh he asks her a, a, a hypothetical um if you weren't in the marriage, if you weren't married to me, who was you um whose buns would you want forever his or mine, and she has him bend over and says you Tim yep. I want I want you no
1: ifs ands or buts about it um also a good title for the episode yeah yeah I know I know someone should have suggested that I wonder who um <laughs> t- that's right Tim, I forgot you did <clears throat> I so th- this scene, actually I just was saying that this episode didn't piss me off this scene kind of did because uh, you know, Jill goes in and is talking to Tim who is still being sullen and says that she wants to have a trusting yeah. marriage and be more honest. And Tim asks, Well, were you ever attracted to Ian? And Jill says, Yes, but never attracted enough to put the put our marriage in jeopardy. And Tim again sullenly goes, but you're still attracted to him. And that made me mad because uh Tim goes to work every day on a show like that is co hosted <laughs> by a woman wearing a push up bra and a very tight shirt, yeah. and it's like you can't you cannot, with a straight face, Tim, suggest that right. you are not attracted, like, that it's somehow wrong to have physical attraction to other people well, that you don't
0: act and, on. She is, it puts that to him explicitly and says, you're saying there's not someone that you're attracted to that we know. Yeah. And he calls out Patty,
1: I, her best I, friend. I did really like the exchange they have there, too, where she says, come on, Tim, there must be someone we know you're attracted to. No. Come on, Tim. Maybe. Who? Patty. Patty! Like, it just... It goes so... It's like Tim doesn't want to engage, but he's answering these questions very rapidly and just like, no. Who? Patty. <laughs> Patty. it's It's funny. It is... And
0: Patty's cute. I don't blame him. Oh, yeah. Of course. But I, I don't know. There, there did feel something a little like... I, I don't know. Like, Jill's... I... I don't know, maybe maybe it's in the gender thing. like to me, Jill isn't harboring this, you know, uh lustful crush on this guy. Like she had the moment in the gym when it happened, and you know, maybe lingering fumes of that have occurred since then. but like, to my mind, he's out of sight, out of mind until he comes back in this episode, mm-hmm. where when Tim answers, it's just like, Oh, he, he 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 knew the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like it just felt a little skeevier. I don't know. I didn't True. like it. True. It is yeah, it is like something he had
1: he had on tap and was ready to ready to talk about. Like he'd given this a lot of thought before. <laughs> Private thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, during those during those long showers before and after oh, work. Oh boy. Okay. Oh god, horny police. <laughs> just thinking of American beauty all of a sudden. Ugh. Um <laughs> I thing, a thing no one has said in at least ten years, maybe fifteen. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just like to sit and reflect on American Beauty, a movie that has held up very well and was
0: super deserving of all the hype that it got. Oh dear lord, why do they kiss? Okay, because this is the the big audience reaction.
1: Mm-hmm. Sexy kissing. Like. Sexy kissing. Well, yeah, like it, it. All that all that matters, she says to him, is that is that they're committed to each other, and they seal that mm-hmm. with some sexy kissing. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think they're sexy kissing because the episode's almost over, and that's how you got to end it.
0: But it's it's the audience reaction to the kiss that was like – Oh, like, woo! Yeah. I mean, it was like they thought they were <laughs> – it almost sounded like they thought they were going to see more. Like, this
1: what? is going to go somewhere. I mean, well, they wouldn't be wrong to think that they might. I mean, the show has a long history of, of Tim and Jill starting something at the end of the episode. Which, yeah, and but it fades if, out. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but it usually fades out on, like, her pulling him down to the floor or something. Like, that still counts as more. Like, you know, when they say more, I'm not talking about nudity.
0: I'm just talking about, you know, a little more. <laughs> just kneeling down next to the fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> that seems exactly. to be the we're about to have sex place in the show. Yeah, as the boys get older and spend more time outside the house, they don't need to use their hidden fuck spots anymore. They can do it out in the open. Can I, I, can, I want just, I, how do we get that out of our show? Can you go back to season one and just edit out all mentions of fuck spots?
1: Yeah, yeah, Landon. I'll just, I'll just embark on a multi-year project to dehornify yes. grunt work. I'll, I'll get Please. right on that as soon as we're done here today.
0: <laughs> um. Do you have more for yeah. this scene? Do you want to sting it no, out? No, I, I have... I, my last note was tiny tool time. <laughs> so I haven't had anything
1: to say for a long time. I, look, we we haven't had anything to say for since we started the podcast years and years ago. So it's, it's <laughs> nothing out of the ordinary here. So the stinger is actually the best part of the episode and something that I wish that they would run with more. We get an Annie Hall-style scene where Tim answers the door and it's Ian... And oh, yes, I forgot they about the scene. Communicate, they, Tim grunts at Ian, and Ian awkwardly grunts back at Tim, and we have subtitled their conversation, where Ian is explaining that I just came by to pick up my tools, Tim hands it over, and then Ian grunts something about how, I'm sorry for what happened with your wife, it wasn't my place, and Tim accepts, and then reveals after closing the door that he's stolen one of Ian's chisels. Um, but I... <laughs> I loved this. I, I, I thought this was so funny, and I uh, I, I don't know. I, I
0: thought it was just really good. No, this was a, a great uh, a great scene, great gimmick for a scene. Um, I did not envy you one bit. No. In terms of counting grunts, watched it a lot. It gets very very confusing. Yes. Not only are there grunts blending into grunts. So that you don't know if they are starting and stopping, but then there is audience laughing over them. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. At certain points the music uh, swells in before he's done grunting at okay. one point. But I'm also I'm sorry, I'm also very used to be
1: trying to count grunts and then have to hear <laughs> Like that okay. that fucking music cue specifically has drowned out so many grunts I'm trying to count over the years. So you're saying it didn't throw you too much. No, it didn't throw me too much. This was on I have honestly okay. had a harder time counting other grunts in the past. This
0: was fairly fairly easy at this point. I'm <laughs> okay. a pro. Um uh interesting. Yeah. No, I like the scene quite a bit. Um uh it but it it feels I don't know. Like uh, I don't know. They they just have done so far away with the grunting that it doesn't I don't know. It just it, I like the scene in and of itself, but fitting into the episode, like uh, there's nothing for me to see. Tim and Ian have to like repair their friendship. Like, why? Why do we have to see it? It just it feels superfluous to me. I I don't know what I guess what I liked about it, in as much as
1: this show interrogates masculinity and relationships between men. I liked the way that. I, I, a, I liked the way that Ian was grunting. Uh, the The actor, the guy who plays Ian, he's from Dukes of Hazard. His name, yeah, Tom Wapet, T- Tom Wopet. Wapet, Tom Wapet. T- <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tom Tom Muppet. Um, <laughs> I thought that I thought like I really liked Tom Wapet's performance of his grunts and like kind of like sh- like he's conveying. Both actors are conveying so much with their faces and their eyes in this yeah. scene. It's almost like a theater school acting exercise or something. But,
0: like, the kind of... What would what be the fucking worst Meisner exercise in the world is just grunting back and forth at each other?
1: But what I like is that Tom Wopat isn't even really... He's not trying to mimic Tim Allen's grunts. He's kind of right. saying, like, I, um, I got uh, hmm, the... Like, it, it, yeah. and it's... I, I don't know there's something about how men can't really open up to one another and have difficult conversations so they do it by you know do it through gestures and
0: and there's a lot of subtext to it I, I don't know and I, I, almost, I, liked, I know I almost feel like they did this before actually now that I'm thinking about it um maybe not to this extent but I, I feel like they did I don't think I've ever seen a gag with subtitles
1: like this before okay. on the show. I I I feel like I would have remembered this because when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's like that Annie Hall bit. Um okay. I'm sorry All to right. be referencing Woody Allen. Um but I, I don't <laughs> I'm know. Sorry to be referencing uh American Beauty. Yeah, okay. Well yeah we've we've each we've each you know that that's our that's our freebie for the episode. We can't talk about anything else. If you have okay. any right. if anything in the remainder of this episode reminds you of Louis C.K. you can't talk about it. Gotta save it for next time. <laughs> okay. um, All right. Uh yeah so um I don't know, but I—so I, so I, I thought—I agree, it's sort of out of place, and especially because we haven't been getting much grunting lately, but I I thought it was probably one of the most charming and enjoyable bits of the episode. Well, speaking of this episode, Truman, what do we learn from it? What we learned from it is that, um, that again, it's it's totally normal to check out a butt every once in a while. It's fine to check out a butt— <laughs> If you see a butt that you like and you're not being a creepazoid about it, you can just glance yeah. at a butt and it's fine. But likewise, butts are a two way street. No, no, not going to put it that way. No, I'm going to say I just the thing is that it, likewise, if yeah. if you have a butt, like mm-hmm. I would assume most of us do, and you notice no, someone, I wouldn't. I wouldn't... I, okay. don't wanna, I don't want to I don't want to make assumptions. I don't want to make ass assumptions about anything here. But if someone <laughs> if you notice someone checking out your butt, you cannot assume yep. that that means anything. You should just be on just butt looking. Yeah, just just like you should just take pride in the fact that you had an attention-worthy butt and and move on <laughs> with your day. And if the person who's looking at your butt then is doing a whole lot of other stuff to indicate that they want to get kissed, proceed accordingly. But
0: butt looking alone is not a contract. Uh, i couldn't have said it better to myself uh i think you you summed that up perfectly i you know yeah when someone's looking at your tush uh you just um you know you shouldn't
1: push for anything else don't don't push for the tush yes that's exactly uh did, what did you learn landon i i can't i you you uh, you did it okay you said it all right well that's that's good that's uh, that's great um i'm just i'm just I have no idea what the word could be, because I said derriere earlier, and that wasn't it. And I'm trying to go off of your clue. Of Why do you, you... think it's butt-related? Because this the only thing we can grab onto in this episode is butts. And I'm fully aware, as I finish saying that sentence, how it sounds. But that is the most memorable and noteworthy thing about this episode is butts. <laughs> so I assume you're going uh, with that. It's,
0: it's not, though. I mean, there's another that's even maybe a little more ubiquitous. Hmm something more ubiquitous than butts. Yeah. Oh
1: man, I don't know. Uh g- yeah, geez. granite countertops. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm saying we're I mean marble, mm-hmm. quartz,
0: mm-hmm. uh feldspar. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh-huh. We're we talked a little bit about where they where they come from. Uh where 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 they come from, mines.
1: Uh, they come from uh, that. The, uh,
0: come from where? Where it comes from? Where, where does where, it come from?
1: Where it comes from? The mountains. Uh, <laughs> Where does granite come, I don't know I, this uh, every episode every episode just ends with me stumbling and stammering and trying to think of a thing where it
0: I comes mean, from. it might be it might be amusing for our listeners but i have to imagine that's an incredibly way, frustrating way for you to end an episode you know i'm going to go back out in the world super depressed yeah, disappointed in yourself
1: I, I mean yeah it's not it's not my favorite thing in the world but if it makes for good content it makes for good content um where they come <laughs> where it comes from um uh, uh, uh Ferndale because that's where he's
0: from. A word that I already you, said. You before. Sa- you said Ferndale earlier. The thing the thing uh,
1: about I- it, Landon, when I when you challenge me and at the end of the episode, I have to you, I have to uh, think up a word that I haven't said yet. The only words I can think of are words that I've already said. I, I, that is, It is impossible for me to think of new words. <laughs> me, a professional writer, there are no words other than the ones I have said in the past hour.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to call it there. Yeah, um thank you. Put me out of my misery. <laughs> the secret word this week was quarry. Quarry. Hmm...
1: Yeah, that would have been a good one. That is where rocks come from. Not a mountain, not a mine, a quarry. Yeah, I mean, can I can I guess again? Now that I know what the word is, I think it'd be a lot easier you, this time.
0: You almost you almost drove us there by talking about uh, him taking Jill to the fancy dinner at his. Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. That's the... true. I
1: was I just I was picturing that the granite was imported, so this is really just like a shipping yeah. warehouse
0: where it's like yep. like been unloaded off of a truck, like the whatever quarry, <laughs> which is probably it is. what. Is more accurate to, to. I don't think there's an actual granite quarry anywhere. Oh man, maybe I there is. Was, I don't so, know. I, I was undone by my superior knowledge of uh,
1: granite supply chain logistics. That's that's gotten me so many times in my life. <laughs> oh, folks, <laughs> folks, casting
0: ain't easy. Oh. All right, so well, we have a grunt quarry. To To mine uh, mm-hmm. this week, because the last thing we have left to do is oh. uh, the grunt count. Yep. Yep, we do.
1: Landon, how many grunts uh-huh. do you think there were in this episode? It's no, a very easy yeah, number.
0: Granite. I that? was eating oatmeal, and I tried to count on my fingers, but had one hand occupied by holding my bowl. <laughs> and... Uh, so I could only count on one hand, and by the time I got to the second round of, you know, after you do five, you put your hands, your fingers back down, and then you start counting again. Uh, I lost confidence, so I have a number, but I'm not exactly sure that it's true. Okay, okay, I'm I'm excited to hear what your number is, and and My to hear number... to hear if the oatmeal impeded you that much. And I'm also curious what you're considering grunts here because mm-hmm. there's it almost feels like at times there's a little bit of grunt talking
1: yeah I don't consider any of this grunt talking
0: I, I'm just I'm just going mm-hmm. for it like oh, it's, okay.
1: it, it is it is all of it is too far gone from language even though some of it occasionally sounds a little bit like it it's never mm-hmm. him going oh yeah oh like this this is grunt oh, rah, rah.
2: Yeah, okay. oh, that, yeah
0: pretty good yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna talk through my answer and I'm gonna tell you what I had but I'm, I'm changing it so the number I'm about to say is not my final answer Okay. okay, great, Landon. Way to go. Okay, all right. So the number I had was eight. All right. And I'm changing it now. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, because he, he starts with a, with a big old classic grunt cluster of five. Mm-hmm. And I know he ends the episode with three. Mm-hmm. How many are in between those two? It's like a story problem. I'm going to go ahead and say that there's at least... Um I'm going to go final answer is uh hmm. oh my fucking god now of all times. I'm going to say at the end of the goddamn 11, of episode 11 grunts in that final bit was that the right answer
1: uh, Yeah Landon no that sounded great you totally nailed it that that is the one whatever you said love when the love when the phone call drops right at the edge
0: <laughs> okay i talked all my way through it and then realized you weren't being polite and letting me talk, you were just not on the other line. <laughs> I, I I would never be polite and let you talk. Okay, but so you have it recorded. You
1: have recorded the number that you said, so I could still I use have. it. We can yes. still roll with it. And honestly, this is all good. This is all good content too. Um, okay, but could you tell right. me again what the number is that you said?
0: Uh, okay, listeners will see how I arrived at this number. But Truman, the final number I'm coming to is eleven. <sighs> Landon, the final number is in fact fifteen. Ah, uh, okay. So, so, so
1: that sucks. So, uh, the way that it works, when when Tim first opens the door, he does five grunts. Classic uh, five
0: uh, grunt cluster. Yep.
1: Yeah, he then does basically one long grunt, which counts as kind of, mm-hmm. Then he does, uh, when he's getting the tools back and, and is responding to uh, Ian saying, I'm sorry about what happened with your wife, it's, Argh. Argh. And then, Argh. And then as he's leaving, Argh. And then as he's turning away from the door, closing the door, (laughs) he's got the uh, –
0: revealing that he's got the good chisel. So, (laughs) And then as the music swells up, doesn't he do an extra three? Like, oh, 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 oh. No, no, no. Like, there's him closing the
1: door is one, and then there's three more, like, as he's turning away from the door. And then, like, look, maybe there's another grunt that gets completely drowned out, but if I can't hear it, I'm not going to count it. Yeah, and you've said that in the past I've made so, it uh, There is clear. precedent. it is precedent and you know what's stupid is that as this scene started and they're grunting back and forth I was panicking and I was like oh my god am I supposed to am I supposed to count Ian's grunts too and then I was like no you idiot it's a thing you've said forever you're only counting Tim's so I guess I'm I'm sorry if I ever went too hard on anyone for asking if I was going to
0: count other grunts uh, you haven't you've been very clear about it good you're just hard on yourself good well that's what you get I don't know. Um
1: Yeah, so we about done here. We we, we we about finished with this year
0: with this year podcast before I say any other dumb shit. Uh we are done. I got nothing else to say, uh, so I guess I'll just go into the outro, which is grunt work is made possible by our patrons. If you want to help us build this Fun show that we do. Consider becoming an official GruntHead sponsor over at Patreon.com/slash GruntWorkPod. Leave us a rating review wherever you listen to podcasts, because it's the easiest way to help others find the show. Stop by to say hi to us on Twitter or Instagram at GruntWorkPod, or visit our website at www.gruntworkpodcast.but <laughs> Don't go there. Yeah, actually, no. Do not. That <laughs> it's com. Okay, that's it. It's just <laughs> com. Uh, where you can find other information on today's episode and sign up for our weekly newsletter to be notified whenever new episodes release. Until next week, we're bring you another episode of Home Broom, And I've been Lance Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And remember, when you need to pick something up off the ground,
1: always bend at the knees instead of at the waist, because not only is it better for your back, the Granite Booty Fest Hotel. It also ensures that you don't accidentally turn on any Midwestern house vibes.